Welcome to the podcast. My name is Brian Thomas Nige. This just gets you going, man. That music right there. If you're driving, you just want to like play that loud and just cruise. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Well, welcome. It's good to be back in the in the jungle, back here in the in the cage of um, in my podcast studio in San Antonio. Um, hey, everybody, how you doing? You know, it's it's a it's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. Will you be mine? Of course, of course you will. What's this little window stick in here right there? So, great day. Just had a good session at the gym. Feeling strong, man. That sauna. Got it. You got to get that twenty minutes in the sauna afterwards. It's worth it. It just energizes you. It just just does something to you. And you walk out, out outside, and you're just like, man, I feel great. I feel exhilarated. I'm telling you, it's awesome. Awesome. I um, I was talking to a buddy of mine in the sauna. I had earphones on, and the the time went by fast. Fast. I was like, my 19 minutes, I was in there. Man, I felt good. Don't skip on the other stuff. And what I mean by other stuff is your gains are not made just in the gym. It's how much you sleep, how much you recover, how much you eat, how much you drink water. That's huge. That's where the gains are really made. So don't skimp on the other stuff because that's it, man. That's the trick. It, the, the, the guys who win are the guys who are going to bed early, sleeping late, taking naps. Drinking enough water, get that gallon in or so or more a day, getting all the calories in that you're supposed to get in. You know, listening to um, Mark Bell and and he, he being around him, not personally like in the same, you know, physical space, but listening to his story and and listening to Thor's story, the uh, world's strongest man, um, or soon to be probably looking at Brian Shaw, the, the former champ, um. These guys eat. It's like a job to eat, to sleep, to recover. Methodical. They're methodical. They just have a methodology about it. They have a, a execute a mindset. This is what I need to do today. I gotta wake up and I eat. I gotta eat the seven hundred calories. I gotta eat all this rice and I got all, all this meat and I got all this salt. I gotta take in all this water. Um, you know, for weightlifters and, and um, powerlifters, I mean, eat, sleep. That's ideal. You gotta do it, man. Lift, eat, sleep, lift, drink. That's it. Not alcohol, but water. PCAs. <laughs> Inside joke. It's not most expensive water out there. Uh, and and no, it'd probably be something else, I'm sure. But inside, inside joke. So yeah, man. So I'm, I'm gonna session two, man. The Book of Revelation. Let's get into it. So if you're following along and you have your Bible, I'll take a minute. Get your Bible. Get your Bible. I really want you to, um, you know, rest your eyes on the Word of God. I mean, that's important. That's important to look at it, to read it, not just hear it from somebody, but to read it yourself. It does something to you. It's different. A certain uh, Revelation chapter number two, dos. All right. Um, 
And here we go. And to the angel of the church in Smyrna write these things, the first and the last, who was dead and, and came to life. I know your works. Tribulation, poverty, but you are rich. And I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful unto death. And I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. Man, the second, the second death. That's coming. What is uh, the second death? See, the, uh, the, uh, um, the Amplified says, He who has an ear, let him hear. And take heed what the Spirit says to the churches, and he who overcomes the world through believing that Jesus is the Son of God will not be heard by the second death. The lake of fire. Man. The lake of fire. That's some that's some serious stuff. I mean, that's that's not something you want to go in. Who wants all in favor, who wants to go in the lake of fire? Raise your hand. I anyone? Bueller? Bueller? I don't think anyone wants to go into that thing. You imagine? You imagine a lake? So how do you overcome? Amplified says it good. You you believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen. Do you believe that? Ask yourself, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? That he rose from the dead? And then he hung on that cross and he went to hell, death, and took the keys from Satan, from death, hell, and the grave, and gave them to us. Praise God. He has the keys and he handed them over. And he says, you go out there and take the world by storm in my name. <laughs> it's awesome. He says, so overcome. Keep on believing. I love that. I love that. He says, fear, fear nothing of what might happen. But believe. On the next church, uh, chapter verse 12, and to the angel of the church of Pergamos write these things, saying, He who has the sharp two-edged sword, the word of God, I know your works and where you dwell, where Satan's throne is, and you hold fast to my name, and did not deny my faith, even in the days in which Anipus was my faithful martyr, who was killed among you, where Satan dwells, but I have a few things against you. Because you have there those who hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel and to eat those things sacrificed to idols and to commit sexual immorality. Thus you also have those who hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which things I hate. Repent, or else I will come to you quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. He who has an ear to eat. Let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat. And I will give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name written, which no one except him who receives it. No one knows except him who receives it. Hmm. Verse 18, and to the, church of the, the, uh, and to the angel of the church in Thyatira, right, right, these things says the Son of God, 
who has eyes like a flame of fire and his feet like fine brass. I know your works, your love, service, your faith, your patience, and as for your works, the last are more than the first. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you because you allow that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and to, to seduce my servants, to commit sexual immorality, to eat things sacrificed to idols, and I give her time to I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality, and she did not repent. Indeed, I will cast her into a sick bed. And those who commit adultery with her into the great tribulation, unless they repent of their deeds, I will kill her children with death. And all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the hearts and the minds. I'd rather reverse those two. And I will give to each one of you according to your works. Now to you, I say, and to the rest of Thyatira, as many as do not have this doctrine, who have not known the depths of Satan, as they say, I I will put on you no other burden, but hold fast what you have till I come. For he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end to him, I will give power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed to pieces like the potter's vessels. And as I have received from my father and I have, I will give him the morning star. Man. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. What is the Spirit saying to the churches? What's he saying? Did you see that? And that's what that's the, the, that's what I really want you to get out of this this chapter. I mean, there's a lot in here, right? You know, a lot of things like you know. Uh, stop having sexual immorality in your life, whether that's pornography, adultery, fornication, whatever. You know, things like that. That's one lesson that we can learn. You know, definitely um, continue your works and let your works be greater at the end than they were in the beginning. Continue, push forward. You know, pray, being prayerful, pray for people, lay hands on people, keep on giving. Volunteering your time, not just in, inside the church, outside the church. You know, you're talking about other people in life, not just church building stuff. But what is what is the uh, what is the theme here? And I love the way the um, Amplified says this, verse 26. And he who overcomes the world through believing that Jesus is the son of God and he who keeps my deeds doing that things which please me until the very end to him I will give authority and power over the nations and that's the theme overcome overcome the world by believing and doing believing that Jesus is the son of the living God and doing the works and the things that God have for you. Now, he, God is not a work, works-based uh, faith. He's not a, he, the Bible is not, the Christianity is not works-based. It's faith-based. But faith drives works. By faith, Abraham and Sarah conceived. But they did something. They, they did works to get there. By faith. The harlot let down the rope and saved Israel by faith. Now, of course, she did something. 
But when you are driven by faith, you do. And you overcome by doing, by believing and doing. That's why Peter, that's why James says, and I, that's a few episodes ago. Famous scripture that James says, and there's a certain group of people always point to this, say, oh, brother, you got to do that work. You got to work. Brother, you're saved. You're saved by them. By, you're saved by Jesus, but only if you do all these works. <laughs> only if you do. That's. Does that sound familiar? Remember the Garden of Eden? Only if you eat. God, you know, the Lord God is amazing. When when Jesus came, (laughs) Peter, I mean, excuse me, Paul wrote in Romans chapter 9, verse 10. uh, 10, excuse me, Romans 10, verse 9 and 10. He says, famously, Right, we all, I think all of us have, been, have heard this um, more than once in our life. Nine and ten. Because it says, if you, oh, I want to read it in a different version though. If you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. What? For for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. And that's why he says there's no, there's, no, there's no distinction between the Jew and the Greek. There's none. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. The Amplified says with, with the heart a person believes and the result is his justification. He's made righteous, being free of guilt, the guilt of sin, and made acceptable to God. He lives without guilt. Not after 1,425 prayers, 7 tithes, 21 offerings, and 3 laying of hands on people, and 2 speaking of tongues, and 1, you know, Holy Ghost dance. Then you're then you're born again. No, <laughs> but brother, but brother, you make it so easy. What? The word of God makes it easy. But brother, that that's so easy. I mean, God's not trying to kick people out. See, that's the thing. He's not trying to push people into hell. He's trying to qualify. He's trying to bring in more people into the kingdom of God. You think he created you so that he could watch you burn and say, ha ha, you didn't do enough to get born again. No. You think God's up there thinking, you you didn't say enough Hail Marys. You didn't give enough in the offering. 
You didn't get on your knees long enough that morning, that night, and pray. Your head was not bowed. Your eyes were still open. You had a hat on. You wore makeup. Your clothes weren't too short. They were too tight. Your hair was not done good enough. (laughs) You're not coming in. But brother, you make it so easy. Yes, I do. Because all I do is read the word of God, man. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart the Lord Jesus that he died and he was raised from the dead you will be saved faith the the just shall live by faith what about them works you're gonna get to those they're coming They're coming. It's not. Works are a byproduct of faith. That's how it works. Get it? <laughs> Got him. No, no, seriously. You know why? Because when you believe, let me give you an example. You go to work every day, Monday through Friday, for most, most people do. Sometimes on Saturday, Sunday. Whatever your shift is, you go to work 8 to 5, 7 to 3, 3 to 11, 11 to 7, 12 to 12, 7 to 7, whatever. And you go there because you know, you believe that they're going to pay you at the end of two weeks or one month or whatever your pay schedule is, right? So you go, you get before you even get a check, you go and work. Because your works follow your faith. You believe they're going to pay you. You don't have a doubt. If you didn't believe, you wouldn't be going to that job, man. Oh, yeah. Got it. Right? uh, All right. right. Sir, you start. Okay. I want to get this job. Okay. You qualified? Look good? I read everything about you? You like it? Let's start Monday. Be here at 730. 8 o'clock. Whatever. 730. You show up at 7.30. So you, you all weekend, this is Friday, you all weekend, you're thinking, hmm, what am I going to wear? What am I going to, they're going to pay me, right? Pay me. What do you mean? Okay, I'm, you're going to make, let's just say you're going to make $18 an hour. Okay, that's good. Not bad. I'm going I'm to make $18 an hour. I like it. I like it. Okay. And when, when you get paid? Every two weeks? So two weeks from Monday? Okay. Okay. So you're instantly believing Mr. John Smith hiring guy that you're going to get a check in two weeks. So what do you do? You get your clothes ready. You make sure you have everything for Monday morning. You set your alarm Sunday night. You set all your, uh, your, or your affairs in order for the night. You make sure your clothes are ready. Your briefcase or purse or whatever it is. You're taking it to, to your first day of work. You get, okay. Monday morning, but bing, bing, six o'clock rolls around or seven or whatever you're going to do. You wake up. You shower or not shower, you brush your teeth, you get some coffee, you don't get coffee, you get orange juice, whatever it is, you get in your car at 7 o'clock and you drive to that place. In faith, you're doing these works. That two weeks from now, that check's going to come in for 80 hours and they're paying you. That's the same thing, man. Faith. When you believe, thank you, Lord. You do the work. They just they come. 
But you got to keep going. Go forward. You got to overcome, it says. there. However long you've been in this thing this as a believer. However, if you're brand new, if today is your first day and you found this podcast and you're like, what is this book of Revelation? I've been hearing about my whole life. The end time doom. Well, this is this book is about God's victory, G, the revelation of Jesus, His victory over the enemy, right? His warning to the enemy: My people are going to overcome, and they're going to get great reward. So that's your commission. First and second chapter: Overcome, churches, body of Christ. Overcome. Yes, there's been struggle. Yes, there's been sin. Yes, there's been wrongdoing. But scrape that off your life and overcome. Remember, Jesus is the son of the living God and he died for you and me. That's the message. Keep pushing forward. Keep doing the things that you're supposed to be doing. And keep remembering your first love, the word, Yeshua, Jesus. Praise God. That's it, man. That's what this life's about. It's honoring his sacrifice, giving praise to what God has done through him and bring, sending the Holy Spirit and laying hands on people and destroying the kingdom of darkness. Remember uh, Romans chapter 12. Man, Romans is powerful. Powerful. He says, I, I, um, excuse me, that's, ah, I was wrong. Romans 8, chapter 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation to, the, to those who are in Christ Jesus, that's you and me, who do not walk according to the flesh, but walk according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free, made me free, it says, from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin he condemns sin in the flesh <laughs> he condemned it that the righteous require of the righteous requirement oh look at that that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit that's awesome for those who live according to the flesh, they set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, they set their mind on the things of the Spirit. To be carnally or fleshly minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You know? So when we... Uh, the carnal mind is enmity. It's a struggle against God. For it's not subject to the law of God, nor indeed, but it, it, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Bada bing, bada boom. You can't please God if you're in the flesh. You can't do it. That's why you live in the spirit. That's how you overcome. You live in the spirit by remembering and believing and pressing forward that Jesus is the King of Kings. That he died for you. And you get into this word and you get into the, the uh, 
and you get into prayer and you just thank God and you praise and worship God for the things that he he's done for you and the, and if anything if, if like I said if it's your first day you thank him for saving you and giving you a new spirit reborn from above the bible says that you a born again person man or woman is a new creation old things are past all things have become new and it says all things are of god so live that way well i just have all these things that i can't get rid of well you haven't tried hard enough lay them down lay them down yeah we all struggle yes oh, brother you're so perfect you're so well behaved. no 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 I have struggles just like you but some things I've let go and I say I don't need that some things I don't I don't like they don't the distaste to my flesh actions so I don't do them that's where you got to get to train your flesh that's what that's what um james says you got to get to the point where you can discern good and evil your flesh will will discern good and evil and it'll stand it'll scream out no nah (laughs) don't want that don't like that or yes this is good that that's what you got to do you got to train your flesh you got to how do you do that you get in the word of god Every Brian, you everything you say, get in the Word of God. What do you mean? Just everything in that is everything in that Bible? Yes. Everything. Everything. It will teach you how to make every decision. Wisdom is the principal thing. Where do you get that? The Word of God. It'll teach you. Wisdom is a spiritual thing. Wisdom will come up in the middle of a situation and say, do this, click here, walk there, give here, tithe here. Wisdom, it's the principal thing. God says before you get anything, get understanding. Well, how do I do that? Well, I'm, you know what? Okay, I'll tell you. Get filled with the Spirit of God. Start praying in the Spirit. Start listening to the Holy Spirit. Walk, be, walk every day believing that he will show you things to come. Well, yeah, that's just hoping and believing. No, it's believing that in every situation, God shows up on the scene. That's crazy talk. No, it's not. That's having the mind of Christ. It's called, right? Galatians 2. God did not call, think it was robbery. Jesus did not think it was robbery to call himself equal. With God, but he laid down his godly, um, his godly powers to walk like a man and to have faith like a man and to believe God like a man or woman, mankind, people kind. Is that better? All you Trudeauians. No, but seriously, that's it, man. Well, let's turn there. Let's just read it. Thank you, Lord. I will go there. Should have got my my other my other Bible. 
Um, I'm gonna start doing that. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start. So, um, let me find it here exactly. Um, it's in it's in Galatians two. Let me make sure I got this right here. Where is it? <laughs> Um, okay, hold on a second. Yeah, bear with me. Um, okay, yeah, I should have my Bible. Yes, I know, I know, I, I needed it. I, I have it all marked up. Okay, so, um, why can't I, why am I not finding this? Why am I not finding Oh, error, error. <laughs> uh, let's see, country. Okay, hold on, stay with me. Okay. Knowing that Jesus is, uh, that's fine. Here we go. I got it. I got it. Okay. Because it's my bad, y'all. Philippians. I made an error. What? Can you believe it? Yes. The great Brian. <laughs> okay, so let's read this. Let's just start from verse one real quick. I want I want you to see this exactly in its entirety. Verse one, therefore, if any if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each other esteem others better than himself. Now, he's just saying here, don't be, don't be Mr. Pride, Mr. and Mrs. Prideful. Look at me, I'm the best. I can pour the coffee the best. I can read the Bible better than anybody else. Don't be that guy. Nobody likes that person. That's not going to get you anywhere. All right, that's that's enmity with God. Look at me. I have the, the most straight tie on ever. <laughs> but let this mind, verse 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, the anointed one, who, being in the form of God. Oh, let's read this in the... Um, let's read this from the Amplified. Having the same attitude in yourself, which is what's in Christ Jesus, look to him as your example in selfish humility. Who, through, who although he existed in the form and unchanging existence of God, as one with him, possessing the fullness of the divine attributes, the entire nature of deity, do not regard do not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped or asserted as if he did not already possess it or was afraid of losing it but emptied himself without renouncing or diminishing his deity but only temporarily giving up the outward expression of divine equality and his rightful dignity by assuming the f sorry by assuming the form of a bondservant or a slave and being made in the likeness of men, 
He became completely human, but was without sin, being fully God and fully man. After he was found in outward appearance as a man for a divinely appointed time, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the Father to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason also, because he obeyed and so completely humbled himself, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name so that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and of those of things and those in heaven and and on the earth and under the earth and that every tongue will interesting that he said under the earth and that every tongue will confess and openly acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord the sovereign God to the glory of God the Father ha. so then dear ones my dear ones just as you have also obeyed my instructions with enthusiasm, not only in pre- my presence, but now, while I'm away, much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation. Right? That's to cultivate it, to bring it to a full effect, actively pursue spiritual maturity with awe and inspired fear and trembling, using serious caution critical self-evaluation to avoid anything that might offend God or discredit the name of Christ, the Anointed One. For it is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you, both to will and to work. That is strengthening and energizing, creating creating in you and longing the ability to fulfill your purpose for, for His good pleasure. And don't, he says, don't do it without mur- with murmuring. Do everything without murmuring. <laughs> or questioning the providence of God. Man, what, if we could just get people to do things without murmuring or questioning. And why do you do that? So you prove yourself blameless, guiltless, innocent, and uncontaminated children of God without blemish in the midst of a morally corrupt and crooked and spiritually perverted generation. Whoa, that's right now, bro. Look on CNN, Fox, the internet, Drudge Report. Look in everywhere you go. It's a seriously morally, spiritually perverted, crooked generation. Become the beacon of light to the world. That's my that's my charge to you this week. Be the beacon of light, man. And woman and child and older man and older women and younger child. Don't be ashamed to call yourself a born again man or woman of God. People need the light of the glorious gospel. Right? People need it. And you're it. You're it. So back to Revelation chapter 2. What's the theme there we want to talk about? Overcoming. Being that, that, that light. Overcoming the world and remembering and acting and living as if Jesus is the Son of God and He is your Lord. That's how you win. Because at the end, guess what? He's Lord. In the end, he's he's the one who who sets you free. He's the one who, he sets only 
Only those are set free who believe and call on his name. Think about that. Everyone can be set free. We're definitely going to do a podcast about predestination. Oh, I can't wait for that one. Because all are predestined to come into the kingdom of God. But not everybody wants to. What do you mean, brother? All. (laughs) We'll get there. But let me tell you. As you go through tomorrow, Sunday morning, and if this is your, your, your church tomorrow, um, this is your church this Sunday morning or Sunday day or whatever, praise God that uh, um, you're listening and you're hearing some motivation about uh, you know, walking in the Word of God and through the Spirit of God. Because that's how you overcome. You with the Word of God and in your testimony. That I, I, I love, I accept Jesus as my Lord and my Savior and He is my God. And I can do all things in the midst of any problem. I can walk through it in Jesus' name. Yes, you can. That's it. I implore you today. Do that. Be the beacon. Go out. Go talk to a neighbor that you've never talked to. And just shake your shake their hand and say, hello, my name is blah, blah, blah. Just wanted to say hi. And I brought you a gift. Give them a cookie or something. Whatever you like, give it to them. Try that. Right? The Bible says your gift will make a way for you. So that's going to do it. Be blessed, everybody. Be blessed. I love y'all. God loves you. I love you. I really do. Thank you for listening. Next time, Revelation chapter 3. 3. Revelation 3. It's going to get real exciting. The bombs. The horror. (laughs) And remember... Jesus is Lord.